do you feel you could go in into a job that provides sort of not much passion, not much worth in it? Could you, with the mental health state that you've got now, find happiness within it and just go and do your best with whatever position you've got? Again, situational. So yeah. if I needed to, so if I had to, yeah. 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 But out of choice, no. Mm. So it goes back to um, Viktor Frankl at Auschwitz. So again, The Man's Search for Meaning, the, the, the book. So if you look at that, and again, I haven't visit, visited Auschwitz, like the most awful place, the most amazing slash awful place I've ever visited in my entire yeah. life. You then look about it, again, the search for meaning. So they were finding meaning in the mundane and doing all that stuff, and that's what was keeping them alive. Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to another episode of the Promo Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and I'm joined once again by Mr. Mikey Markham. How the devil are we? I'm all right, mate. I'm tired today. Mate, I'm very tired again. So <laughs> it's, it's, been one, it's been one of them weeks, and I've just, um, before we started, obviously, um, I've been out all day. So on Tuesday, what have I done? Uh, Tuesday, I spoke at a big a conference thing to basically talk about the impact of having with young people. Uh, then spoke to our friend Philip. That, that, that Mutual that friend. was just like a energy draining in a good way mind boggler mind mind boggler yeah we'll go with that <laughs> and then um what did i do today then i've been at school this morning pupil referral, uh, referral unit and then i've then been talking to a recruitment company this afternoon so Dude. it's been non-stop but i love it and that's the thing when you're not used to being all i'm used to like doing like two things a week and then actually or every day this week so on thursday now every single day this week i've been doing something i feel tired but in a very good way does it suit you that energy then i call it like that creative carnage oh, i love it you yeah. really yeah it's, it's, for me, it's not carnage it's all it's all for me it's organized it's very very organized and mm. this is this is something interesting that again philip spoke about um because whenever i talk I've, i'm drained afterwards like it literally like, i could talk from these people i can't remember what i've said and if you give me a pillow i'd sleep on the floor <laughs> and then he basically around to me and said um you're using you're not using the energy in the room he says you're giving all your energy and he says we need to remember that you get energy back oh that's, so like, that's really yeah so that's really really interesting he says really? the reason why you're so tired is because you're not actually taking the energy from the room did he sort of go on to talk about how you actually utilize no, and I use that he, no i feel like he left me hanging on that one <laughs> so i asked him the question yeah, you've got to pay for that i asked him the question i'm just like oh god so um but again no, that's, that, that, that was interesting um so like I said, it's been it's been a good week, very, very and but like I said, we're going doing the pod decks again this week because that went down really really well last week. I uh, really enjoyed. You it, had a man, few people yeah. like message and say that um, they actually went down quite well. And Katie enjoyed it as well, which is again since she's the person that um, is like my truth. I, li- I liked her comment today. She was like, I even watched the whole episode. Yeah, there we go. No, no, yeah, yeah. What she said, I was like, <laughs> so you mean you don't normally watch all episodes? Yeah. So like, um, but again, for me, I normally get her to listen to it. She, she normally listens to it when she's, when she's working, so like goes back and forth. Or and I, I listened to it all yeah. back to be yeah, fair, I, I, man, I, I, and I, I really enjoyed sort I, of where it went. It's very fluid. Yeah. I, I was listening to the episodes back and I said with Katie she tends to obviously like when we're on the radio on Thursday she listens to that, to that live and then um, bless me when she goes into work she does actually listen to the podcast so I think when she said listen to it well, I think she actually sat in one go and listened to it all went yeah. normally which is interesting because like I said I didn't realise a lot of people kind of listen to the podcast in like stages mm. so listen to 30 minutes here and then another 30 minutes or 20 minutes 20 minutes which again how people sort of digest it which is awesome either way but I think the podcast it, it just allowed people to get more out of it, well, it was it was unexpected, and that's the same for the audience. They don't know what's coming. We don't know what's coming, and it's got that energy about it, which is quite exciting for people. I think. What's that when we on the radio though? Actually, we don't know the topic that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of actually they're the best ones because Aaron, the host, kind of said to us, "Oh, do you want to know the topics?" And I kind of like posed to him that actually it's better when we don't know because mm. it keeps it authentic. We can't script and answer. And I think with this as well, we never normally script anything anyway. But before we start we both got an agreement, this is what we're talking about today, so yeah. you can steer the conversation so we get to that end. But 
actually when we do these, it's 100%. we have no idea where we're going. With on it. on radio, we went back to the old way of let's not know because it was quite contrived. I felt like all our answers were a little bit prepped and ready. Mm. And now I do really enjoy that. Just let's just go. Let's yeah. let's roll with it. I think it means then you're then talking from the heart a bit as well. Yes. I think that this is you just, just you can't it, script it. And I uh, suppose it is like if you having an argument with a friend or a partner or whatever mm. it is, and you've gone in with this preloaded idea, mm. it never goes the way you want it to go yep. because they're also ready with their script. And then it is really contrived. Mm. But if you just go in going, I feel this energy, I feel uncomfortability, but I'm not going to build up an answer in my head of what I want, mm. but just go in with that. I want something out of it. Mm. I don't know where it's going to go. That'll allow the free flow to happen. But I do that anyway. Do you know when I'm going into like schools to talk? Like for yeah. example, say the pupil referral unit. First pupil referral unit I've been to, didn't have any expectations, didn't really look into the school. I just kind of knew this one I'm going to be dealing with and then off you go. And then straight away, you don't have a pre-built idea of the students, the, the building, anything like that. You're just going in, you can be natural. Again, same with the uh, recruitment company I went into. Did a bit of research, but that literally five minutes, oh, that's interesting, cool, and that was it. Mm. So when you go in there, you can kind of judge the energy and go from that. And it sounds very bizarre for people that don't really aren't used to looking at the energy but you can just feel the room yeah and then you can sort of rather than going in with this is what i need to talk about this is how i need to especially when it comes to talking with the pupils like I, i've got these workshops to go in there with if i'm so regimented on that yeah you don't get the answers like the, you don't get the students don't and, get what and they're the looking up, for. off the cuff stuff is yeah. sometimes where the most important exactly. things and i always lie. say to the students say listen i've got this, this kind of stuff i want to talk about because i was there, I, did, I did two workshops back to back with the same group i was like in the morning i'm going to give you some like this is me kind of not talking at you, but I'm going to give you a lot of information I think is relevant. Then in, in the second part of this, we're going to go wherever it goes. Mm. Like, I've got a rough idea, but I'm, you, you'd be interactive with me. We take Malleable. it we go. And that's what it is. Then we're talking about, I'm like, giving them options. Do you want to talk about habits or do you want to talk about mindset shifts? And they're like, oh, mindset shifts. Okay, cool. And then, oh, can we go talk about habits? So they're going back and forth with yeah. it. And it makes it so free rather than like, no, we've got to do this. You then lose the room. Because those particular students don't suit that regimented way of life as they've showcased throughout their lives. Mm. You know, if it's authority and being told what to do and now it's this and that regime, they push away from it massively. So I bet they really like that sort of, we're going in a direction, but we can create it and carve it out together. Because the only part I needed to get out of at the start, and this is what I was saying to the teacher there, is that they need to buy into me. Yes. The first part of it is them buying into me. And yeah. the second part is we, I start to break things down. And this one I spoke on the Tuesday about the impact of having with the kids. I was speaking to all these people that do make, sort of go on with what sort of gets people into schools. And one of the big things I had in the slide was, students especially, young people, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh, that's good. And that's one of the biggest things. Like, yeah, yeah, good if, shout. I, if I'm going in there, Love that. they've got to know that I care first. Rather than just getting someone that's just going up there and talking, they don't like that. They can't relate to that. Where actually, if they can see I genuinely care, mm. that's how I make such an impact. And I was there talking to all these people, again, quite high up, yeah. explaining how I make this impact with them. You can see a lot of these, these, these adults were there and I was making an impact on them. And I said to them, I'm going to take you through the workshop I talk to the young people with. This exact same workshop. Mm. It impacts them, it's going to impact you. Yeah. And it does. I'm like, now you see why. Dude, I love that slide. Yeah, Where'd you enough. get that one from? Do uh, you know what? I've got no, so I wrote it out. I said to Kate, I said, like, I'm just going to whack this slide in. And it just came out. It's not my, it's not my saying. For a, I but, no, but I've I heard it, it before, and, but I've not heard of it for years. But I was thinking, well, how do I make... Because that's, that's the thing. I basically had to go in there and explain how I'm making such an impact. Mm -hmm. So I had to sit down and think, well, how am I making such an impact? Because I don't... I never went in there in t intending to make an impact. It's Obviously, a good self-reflection, isn't it? Exactly. But the feedback I'm getting from the kids is ridiculous. Like yeah. I get bombarded every school I go into. I get five, six, seven students message me. Mm. Like that's a lot. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, thanks for coming in. It's like, you've changed my life. You've changed my mindset. And, it's, and, they're, they're, and then when I give the feedback to them, they're like, 
you need to tell other people how you're doing this. Mm. So I have to sit and think about it. And I'm like, well, how do I go in there and make such an impact? Yeah. And I'm very conscious about what I wear. So for example, the funny part when I went to the recruitment was I was literally, I was, I was five minutes early, but I thought it was gonna be late. And I was laughing with a lady saying, sorry for my bit out of breath. I had to run back to my car because I had to change my shirt. Okay. Because when I was with the, stu- the students, I was in a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, why didn't you wear that here? And I went, because for me, it's different energies. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And perceptions. Yeah, I want to wear a shirt. Definitely. Because so, it makes me feel like I'm again, I'm, I'm talking to adults, I'm in a different headspace with the students. I'm there, I'm trying to talk on their level a bit. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, well, actually, the only reason why I'm Diffuses getting, the situation for them, doesn't just, it? Just, just oh, here's level. another guy in a tie and yeah, a shirt exactly. it's like, and it's serious. Just, I can't buy any stuff. Actually, I'm just here. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just a normal person. Like, I've got my Air Force Ones on. It's chill. Yeah. And the reason why I'm able to make an impact is because they can see that I genuinely care. And yeah. I want to help. And when I say to them, you can ask me any question. And then they ask me these questions. And then I answer them honestly. They're like, oh, this guy's actually real. Mm. Whereas actually when you get people, as you said, they're coming and reading off a script or they don't really care. They're just doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. Like, Which the money is good in that sort of yeah, world yeah, if you want it like, to be, isn't it? But exactly, if you want it to be. But it's like, what's your what's your main goal and purpose for going in there? Yeah, and mine why? isn't the money. My, money's, my, my purpose isn't the money. It's to actually help the kids. Yeah. Because that for me is more fulfilling. Because it's like, that, you don't have any... But like, I, 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 my goal is in 15 years time, I get a message off someone and it's like, your talk's changed my life. Yeah. I was failing at school and now this is my life. Like that is just one student. I'm like, cool. You've, you've that's done it, your, that's it. your done duty. My job. Done my job. That's it. Like, <laughs> purposes for this. Mate, I, I feel the exact same way. Mm. Uh, we, as we always say and how we connected, be the person you needed when you were younger. That's it. It's, that's it's the most true. As soon as you say that to them as well, it's like, I'm here to try and save you 15 years of your life. They kind mm. of sit up a bit and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, some, some of the students early on, like there's only a small classroom, about six or seven, six kids. Yeah. Um, as soon as they saw the speaker, they went off to the shop and they said, they didn't want, like, I'm not bothered with this. Like, and then yeah. like, as soon as I started off the presentation, I'm like, this is not what you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> like you think this is not that. Was um, it all, all lads out of interest? Yeah, all lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all lads. Uh, My first then, ever pupil referral unit. It was the first school I ever went to, actually. Yeah. So I was thrown in at the real deep yeah. end. And it, it was four, but all, all lads. But um, I remember my moment um, was a lad. And can I, I swear on you, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I walked in and I've got a sweat on because I really don't know what I'm walking into. And I, I literally got there. And I said, I'm the poet today. And he went, fuck off, mate. <laughs> and then I, I just sort of laughed it off. I'm more, do you know that there's a Simpsons episode where Grandpa Simpson walks in and then he sees Bart at reception and he just walks out. Yeah. I think he's in a burlesque yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I nearly did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this moment, the lad, and I still speak to him to this day, and his name's Canaan. And he's probably 18, 19 now. So when I met him, he would have been 14 mm. or so. He t- told me to fuck off. So then... I said, oh, no, it's not what you think it'll be. And I started performing this poem, but it was about uh, a, a dad that had gone down the wrong route and then he'd gone to prison and then he got a prison, a prisoner give him a poem. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at Canaan and he went, that's not poetry, that's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. And then he started rummaging around in his bag and he pulled out a piece of paper and the teacher was like, what? He's never wrote a thing mm. since he's been here. He'd been in that proof for two years, mm. never wrote, but he'd actually loved writing. He just never showed it her. Yeah. So he pulled it out and he wrote this piece of like grime, but it was all about like how his stepdad's beating his mum, drugs mm. in the house, all these horrible things you can imagine. But this is, I, I love this story and it gets me emotional because uh, then we put a grime beat on and he performed it. And halfway through, he did what I've done before where you didn't realize how much emotion it can mm. carry. So he just started crying. And then all the naughty boys, quote unquote, 
went round him and hugged him. Mm. And then I went, this is fucking poetry. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember saying that moment and uh, literally this is where the story emanates from is uh, he ended up running a grime night in Nottingham. So that was the first introduction to school. And that was my, I want to do this forever. That's Mm -hmm. why I want to work with kids, why I want young people that was the one that set me on my trajectory because mm-hmm. of Canaan. So once you reach one of them, and like I said, that's it. Like that was you, it. You get one. It's like, that's I've had it. my moment with that. I've had a couple of others and lovely mm. moments, but it was literally my first ever school, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my but god!" That's the thing this with, is the with, power with, with the pre with the preschools, and like I said, like I said, the quote unquote naughty kids. There's no such thing as naughty kids. They're just no. misunderstood, and a lot of them they don't understand. So again, a lot of them say we're talking about anger. Yep. And, but again, couldn't understand why they're angry. So when you're breaking it down, they start to understand why they're angry. Mm. And again, it's just understanding they're not taught how to manage their emotions. And that's one of the fundamental key things as males, young males, they're not taught how to handle emotions. Yeah. So it goes default to anger. And that's then the problem. And then now they're naughty kids. Now they've got a problem with anger and rage. It's like, no, they don't. They've got a problem with managing their emotions. They yeah. don't know what that is. So it's then explaining to them actually you processing your emotions is actually really manly mm. and it's manly because it then actually allows you to know yourself better yeah and it says like if you're trying to be alpha by definition you're not alpha and again that that's something with them they kind of yeah. like sat back a bit like oh yeah you're right it's like yeah so when you're trying to be this thing it's like you're not that because a lot of those kids that we were dealing with they had to grow up very quickly didn't yeah. they in life they've had to be quite switched on so they are very streetwise so when you do crack them mm. open it's sort of they can listen and comprehend what you're saying mm. so did you have a few penny moments today yeah but that's the thing for me like, like I say to a lot of them and again even when it's the, the, in the mainstream schools these kids think that what they've been through disqualifies them yeah, from life yeah. but it doesn't it actually qualifies them I like the that stuff disqualif- yeah, yeah. because what they've been through is more than most adults have been through so they've seen a lot of stuff again alcoholic parents like again parents um, being beaten up or whatever like all this stuff that actually qualifies them because they are still there they've got more resilience than most adults do. Mm. So they think that what they've gone through is something negative. And it is negative, don't get me wrong, but like they think it then disqualifies them from having a normal life yeah. and being amazing and being successful. I'm like, no, no, the fact you're actually still here today means you're successful. Mm. The fact you've overcome this, it's like you may still be struggling to process it, but actually when you come through the other side of this, that's actually going to qualify you to be, like we said, the yeah. person that you needed then. And I said, that is amazing. And then straight away, you see their brain start to clog. It's like, yeah, I have been through a lot. Yeah, like, yeah you do. Like That's amazing. Like, good job. Like You it's are so, so strong us going in though isn't it in that way and others because you need them to harness that because mm. they can go down the other path then it's i've been through way too much i've been trampled on and now what's the point and i'm going to go down this path but if you can say no you've had a head start now because you've been pushed down the path a lot faster mm. time to learn from it time to start carving your path out differently now mm. they've got a big head start mm. for that haven't they and that, that's the thing that one, one of the kids today so did the whole thing about beliefs that i do and i spoke about the future and one said the future's fucked <laughs> And I was like, okay, why? And he says, you know, because all the wars, all the stuff that's going on. Another student previously had talked about inflation. Yeah. And I went, so he's basically switched on. No, no, but he's talking about inflation. He was worried about the future. And I says, what's inflation? He couldn't explain it to me. He tried to explain it to me. And I says, that's not inflation. I said, with the most respect, that's not inflation. I said, so you're worried about something they don't understand. Can you remember just what he said? Something along the lines of, he mentioned, what was his words? Something to do with inflation, and he, he, he mentioned that inflation was, um, oh, he kind of got it right. Prices rising? Y- yeah, he says you've got to pay more. Yeah, okay. So he, he, and I says, can you give me any more information than that? And he went, yes. Uh, so he went, no. And I said, right. So then explained what inflation actually was. So he technically was right, oh, hey, yeah. but he didn't understand why. Yeah. 
So he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say that because it wasn't, because that was basically it. But yeah. It wasn't that. It was something where he'd kind of got it, but he got it muddled up. Yeah. Does that make sense? So he kind yeah, of had you. got I it, but you. it wasn't it. You. And I was just like, you're worried about something that you've heard on the news or False you've heard premise. other people talk about and says, but you don't understand it. So mm. you don't actually know what you're worried about. And again, he was just like, oh. I says, it's not going to affect you right now. I said, you're still in school. So I says, why is that? And then they could the tag on that, basically talk about wars and stuff. I said, my future's fucked. And I went, well, would you choose to see it that way? And he went, well, no. I says, so then why are you choosing to focus on all this negativity? I says, like, you're in control of your life. Like, if you want your life to be fucked, it's going to be fucked. Mm. But actually, if you want your future to be bright, and I says, there's, in the last recession, in like, some of the darkest times, there's more millionaires made than any mm. other time in history. So I says, you've got two choices. I says, you can worry about things that haven't affected you. So I says, the war in Ukraine's not affected you. Yeah. I says, you're hearing about it, and it's a real thing, and it's affecting people, but it's not affecting you right here, right now. Mm. Inflation is not affecting you right here, right now. So if you're worried about your future, it says, the future's now. Like, this is all you could control. Yeah. And then again, it's just getting them to think, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And that's, they're, they're, they're worried about nothing, really. Mm-hmm. And it's like stuff that adults would worry about. But even then, it's like, I say the same thing. Like, it's not happened. Yeah. You're worried about things that haven't happened yet. And then again, as soon as they clicked onto it, they're like, yeah, well, like, actually, what am I worried about? Like, I actually do have a choice. And that's what's all about empowering them to realize they have a choice. So just because they think their future's fucked, it's like, no, it's not. It genuinely isn't. Like, if you think it is going to be, then it will be. Mm. And I said to him, I said, if you leave this room right now and you make a decision that your future's fucked, mm-hmm. I promise you that you're right. And it will be. Yeah. I said, guaranteed. I also promise you that if you leave this room and you make a decision right now that it's not going to be fucked and you're going to have a great future, I also promise you that's also going to be true. Mm. It's, it's like we said before, don't drive into the barriers. Don't drive into the yeah. barriers. Oh, yeah. what happens? I drove into the barriers because yeah. that's all I was focused on, yeah. not the road ahead. Yeah. And it's as soon as you yeah, completely that agree. Sort of dropped, he was like, yeah, and you can just see that but, again, it's just, just questioning some of these beliefs that got there's, there's all There's concern, and I think that's a massive difference to ang- anxious, anxiety fear and, and fear. worry yeah. and fear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, when we had recently the alarms go off on our phones mm. and so on, and you, you switch the news on every so often, that concern does... It, I'm not um, protected from it. It always seeps in somewhere or another. But you're absolutely right. How much do I want to turn the TV? How much do I want to scroll through my phone? Mm. Where do I really want to put my energy? And you don't have to be oblivious to it all. You don't have to just completely negate mm-hmm. all of the truths. Like, you can switch in here and there, but it's how much you're going to turn the tap on. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that's yeah. the thing I understand what's going on in the world. Yeah. I'm not oblivious to it, but it's like, Cause I w- is it I, that's my, right now? That is my one concern. Like, am I just really going to be a naive, too naive to the point I don't know anything that's happening? But then I had a moment of, why does that matter? Even mm. if like something terrible was coming over, I'm st- there's nothing, nothing we can do, we can do then. So again, also, it's so again, so game all, over. All, all this stuff, it, it's a lot of stuff we can't control. So I, yeah. I, I, watch, I, I don't watch this, so I read the news, but again, I take with a pinch of salt, I don't get emotionally invested in it, I can see what it is because what they're doing is they're, they're trying to pump fear into us. Yeah. So I just read what's the core essence of what's going on. Yeah. I don't read any details, I look at the craziest, what's the core essence of what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, something's happening in Sudan. Okay, cool, understand that. Cool, something's going on in Ukraine. Cool, tick, very right inflation. Okay, tick. So I understand what's going mm. on. That's where I leave it because it doesn't concern me and if it yeah. needs to concern me, it'll find me. And and maybe for, for some me, independent journalism yeah, here and there. Because that, that's the thing. It, it's for me. It's like yes, this stuff's real. It's not being ignorant to it. But like, what can you actually control? Yeah. What is knowing this information going to help you? Is it going to help you? Is it going to hinder you? It's going to hinder you. Yeah. Knowing this information isn't going to help you. All it's going to give you is more stuff to talk to your friends about. We said, what does that do? 
perpetuates the problem, perpetuates the worry. So all you're focused on is this worry and negative. Yeah. And, but again, you talking to your friends, what's it actually going to do? Nothing. And going back to the ages we're working with, imagine they just spend the whole time focusing on it and then realise, oh, there's no point to any of this anyway yeah. because that's the world we're going into. And then That was my worry. Uh, yeah, they get to 25, 30 and it's, nothing's happened. Yeah. And they're like, well, you've just wasted a well, lot that, of time. You know, that's, that was my exact worry. I thought, God, you're worrying about that at this age. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, wow, like adults are worrying about this. But actually for, for you guys, that was my exact point. They're going to think, what's the point? Mm. Well, if we're going to get nukes and stuff, nah, what's the point? And so they're not going to do, do nothing. And then when I went to the recruitment company, I turned around and I talked about the, the, the state of some of the schools. I said, you guys need to be worried about this because this is your workforce in 20 years time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, these, these are the same people. So it's like, nihilistic, exactly. And it's terrified. Like, terrified is the word I used. A lot of them are so, so scared. And as adults were scared, we're not taught to deal with it. And why are we not taught to deal with it? Because we're not taught to deal with our emotions. Mm. And again, it also go back to me, control what you can control. Yeah. Now again, it's not always going to be that way. Sometimes your emotions get the better of you, but as quickly as you can, get back into what, what can you actually control? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. That's I it. Really there's, there's nothing. There's, I, I, it sounds really. People think oh, it's not that easy. I promise you, it is. I can categorically promise you, it is that easy. Mm. Does this directly affect me? No. Yeah, because you have to cool. choose to think. I know yeah. thoughts do just come in and out, but you have to choose which ones you're going to. You can accept and reject. You, you can you can accept and reject any thought. Yeah, you can yeah, say yeah. anything to me, but it's my choice whether I accept or reject what you're saying. Yeah, you have a choice. You can kick that thought out, but we don't actually realize we sit there and we ruminate on it. So. Something that's helped you in your path and life, meditation, one of those yep. that's helped you learn to accept and reject and see the thoughts pass and realize they're not mm-hmm. attached to you. Is yep. that one big thing for you? Yeah, so I've got a tattoo in my arm as well. I can't see it because I'm not jumping on. But yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's the thing for me, just actually noticing the thoughts. Yeah. Because at the minute, we're so, um, we're so caught up in our own thoughts. Yeah. We can't differentiate. They're part thoughts. of our identity. Part of yeah. So you've got yourself and your thoughts. They're so muddled up, you don't know what's, what's actually you and your higher yeah. self and what's thoughts. Yeah. You think your thoughts are you when they're not. Your thoughts are not you. You can have thoughts and your thoughts can be really dark and negative, but that's not you. It's just a thought. Mm. Our thoughts can, random thoughts can pop up and we think, wow, that was dark. That was a horrible thought. I'm just a horrible <laughs> person. No, thoughts just pop up. They're like, you can't control them. It's just electrical impulses. It pops up wherever you, or it gets downloaded, however you want to see it. Yeah. It, it just happens. But then when you look at it and accept and reject it and realize, wow, that was just a thought. So the way that the analogy I use with this is like, you're the sky. So you are the sky and your thoughts are just like the clouds. And no matter how stormy it gets and how dark it gets, sometimes you can't see the sky, mm-hmm. but the sky is always there. Yeah. So no matter how bad your thoughts get, you as the higher version of you, that best version of yourself, you're still there. Mm. And eventually the, the clouds will dissipate and actually you can realize that they are just clouds. Mm. And the, for me, the art of meditation is you just rise above the clouds and you just see them for what they are, just clouds. That's lovely. You're sat there observing from your higher self, the best version of you, everyone call it, like, people got loads of different words for it, but you just sat there observing your thoughts. And mm. that for me is the art of meditation. You can observe the thoughts and you start to question them and just see that when you sit there in the silence, thoughts will just come. Yeah. And random stupid thoughts will pop up and you'll be like, oh wow, this is literally just a random thought that's popped up out of nowhere and it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. No, it doesn't. We attach the meaning to it. So if you can just sit there in that stillness, Honestly, it's so freeing because then mm. you then take that out of that situation into real life and you start to catch yourself with your thoughts. You can then do the same thing and start to question it. Because mm. that's what we don't do. We don't question our thoughts. We take our thoughts for gospel and then we get emotionally attached to them. And then before you know it, we're sat there for four hours fixating on this negative <laughs> thing that hasn't even happened yet. Create a whole identity your... out of it. Exactly. And a whole reality. Exactly. That's yeah. a whole reality and nothing's yeah. happened. Yeah. And this is what I say to all my clients. What's actually happened? Mm. just think about what has actually, actually. happened in this situation not the story <laughs> well, you, just you actually killed somebody in your head exactly <laughs> what has happened yeah but this okay, but what did they actually do yeah. yeah but no 
what actually happened. Yeah, but no, mm. actually happened. And then they realized nothing. They've just yeah. created a story and a construct. And that's and one of got worked up. past or of future. When I see him, I'm going to say this and then I'm going yeah. to do this. And if he comes at me, I'm going to hit him with yeah. this. Yeah. And, and it's, like, just, it's all that nothing. All that emotion all that and unnecessary energy has just been given and seeped into you yeah. and the cortisol and all them levels yeah. just because you've allowed yourself to go on that ridiculous path again. or it's just like if i say to you like let's say you're walking out let's say you come in and laugh and joke about your shoes before let's say you come in and i'm just like mike's gonna come in are you joking you... about my shoes <laughs> no no no, 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 no step in mud in obviously you've got your nice new shoes yeah, yeah. With the mud. So, so let's say let's say when you come in it's like oh so it's thursday so mike's gonna come in he's gonna step mud in the house oh, yeah God. and then i sit there getting and you haven't even stepped in you're not in here yet yeah but then for 10 minutes i'm going oh i have to mop the floor nothing has happened yeah yeah nothing's yeah. happened you're not even here yet um because again we've always spoken about the chance that you're not going to do it mm-hmm. you're aware of the situation now but in the head of mind, what if and it's well, what if what like also, he's creating situations if, in your head if because if it's a valid thing as well mm. and you didn't want that to constantly keep happening mm. and perpetuating it's just that conversation you've had yeah, it already yeah, 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 you say yeah. oh mikey when you do come in yeah. just make sure da, da, da. and then you completely eradicated yeah. all that inner dialogue yeah. you've had to go through yeah. just because you had that set that boundary and put that conversation out and that's, and that's thing, what people don't do that, and, and they don't and then they blame the other person yeah so i can't blame you if i've not had that conversation yeah, yeah. So i've not it's, told it's, you it's that's a, a me problem not a you problem yeah you've done nothing wrong you have no idea that that's a problem no mm. idea that's a problem. And I, I, I completely making things up here it doesn't but let's say your hat offends me i don't like that color green and i'm just like fucking mike's wearing the fucking hat again all that on but, purpose. <laughs> but it's like, but if I don't say to you, Mikey, listen, that's kind of bothering me a little bit. Like, is there any chance you can maybe not wear it or not on my podcast? Whatever it is. Yeah. Cool. But if I don't say that, I can't then, like, it, it, it's up to me to communicate that this is an issue. And then we have a conversation, we come to a compromise. I can't just get mad at you. You don't even know you've done anything wrong. You're just yeah. sat there being you, not doing anything. And I'm getting pissed off about your hat. And you've got no idea. Mm. So until you, you bring someone's attention, this is what we, we don't never do. Like I said, we create these stories, we get worked up and fixated. Have you actually expressed how this is making you feel? Because if the answer's no, that's a you problem, yeah. not a them problem, because they don't know they've done anything wrong. It's only when you've explained it to them, you've expressed your boundaries and you've defended them, and they keep then abusing that, that's then where you can sort of have a bit of an issue with it. But mm. until that moment, they don't know they've done anything wrong. They're just living their life, and you've created this story and this narrative and you've run with it, and you get pissed off, and they've not done anything. They don't know. You've, got no, you've not given them a chance to defend themselves. Mate, uh, completely agree. But we've been rambling now. Do you want to start some pod decks? Let's go. Let's get back on the pod decks. <laughs> rambling away. We, that's it. We've always got to keep ourselves back in check. Because we all ram- like. Uh, did you see on the last uh, podcast that I did for you, uh, I called it The Rambles. Yes, I know? saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to go edit that title. <laughs> just upload it as The Rambles. Uh, don't edit. <laughs> no, just leave it Rambles. Right, are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Come on, Mr. Poddeck. Oh, okay. Interesting. Right. I feel like the pressure now, I feel. <laughs> what is the oddest job you've ever took to earn a book? Um, I like the rhyme now. Yeah. Uh, oddest thing I've ever done. Uh, I've not really done many odd things, but when I lived in America, I, I was a maintenance man. Maintenance? Yeah, man. maintenance. Like, like a, essentially a caretaker. So when I lived in America, I couldn't get many like, proper jobs because of the visa that I was on. So I literally was a maintenance man, like cleaning stairwells and mopping the floors. I and completely yeah, doing yeah, that. yeah, that's literally. From that question, though, it did make me reflect back to when I did loads of odd jobs, and I've done some really odd ones when traveling. But with your mental health, mm-hmm. in terms of doing jobs that don't really provide any meaning or value or passion in there for you, did that eat away and chip at your mental health, or can you 
actually just slug away a little bit and donkey work in essence so for me again when i was in america i didn't realize how bad my mental health was but i look back at it now i was so miserable yeah. doing it like and again i think that that's the thing because there's no purpose yeah but again i didn't understand any of this stuff at the time i just knew that i wasn't happy and fulfilled and for me i think the biggest thing was it was that i was worried what other people would think of me like there's me like there in america this english kid and it's like oh but actually i'm just a, 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 a cleaner yeah because there's nothing wrong with that but again as a young person completely ignorant like i generally thought that people would judge me and think less of me for it yeah so i think that was a big thing for me when actually it's got nothing to do with that at all like I, I, when i when i go somewhere i make a, per, a point to again talk to cleaners and do all that sort of stuff. i think it's it's important that you recognize people of all levels like and not think you're better yeah. than anybody like for me it's like some of the best people i know are cleaners like they're absolutely awesome but at the time i didn't know that but when it comes to like, mundane jobs like i, I think about it when I, i've worked at companies for example and the whole uh, ethics behind the company was so bad and there's such an underlying toxic culture there that yeah it, it drains you because you then get caught up in it yeah and then you then because so you got like the group think so if you're working in this environment and there's again 100 people there wherever it is or even even less let's say there's 20 people so even they're small but 15 of those 20 people are super negative mm. and their values aren't aligned with yours that's going to grate on you unless you're very strong and aware of your values mm. and that's the difference i wasn't aware at these times so it then took over me a little bit does that make sense because the job that you do and working with your clients you must have quite a lot that come to you and say i just hate my job i really don't like it do you, do you get that a lot i mean that's presumptuous but i i'm in a world surrounded by people that don't like their jobs in my township mm. and when i go to see my friends and have conversations it often stems around oh mate i hate what i do i wished i could do something like you where mm -hmm. you're enjoying yourself or doing your passion and and it, it took a long time to get there but is that a conversation you've had um so i never with this i never obviously i don't give advice to people yeah. on their, their jobs their job there but I'm, i'll say to them i'll get them to questions so why do you hate it what is it about your job so i have one person wanted to quit their career and then having a bit of conversation with them, they didn't. They were just having a really bad time mentally. So yeah. they were having a bad time mentally and they were taken into work and then they were associated, I need to change my job. But the job wasn't the problem, they were the problem. Huh? And again, yeah. a lot of people do that. They'll go from job to job. Like the start off is all great and amazing. And actually when they go back to being themselves, they then hate it. Yeah. They're the problem. So that's one instance where it's happened. I've had another person recently where they're like, I want to change my career. So let's have a conversation about that. And they said, I've always wanted to go into the fire brigade. And obviously, they're, they're, again, about the same sort of age as me, like in, in the 30s. I said, what's stopping you then? I said, have you even researched it? And they went, no. I said, okay, so let's go and research it. Worst case scenario, you go and research it, mm. and it turns out uh, the red glasses, okay, maybe you can't go in there because your eyesight's not perfect. Because I don't know. I've got no, I haven't got a clue. Mm. But it's like, at the minute, you don't know. And it's like, imagine you get to 50, 60, 70, wishing, oh, I wish I'd tried to do that. Yeah. But at least now you try. You go there, maybe do the test, and you don't like it. You hate it. You hate it. once you actually find out what the job entails. You hate it. And you don't want to do it. Mm. But the minute you said you've wanted to do it for years, you've done nothing about it. Let's go find out. Mm. Just inquire. What's that? Got to, there's no harm in inquiring. But for me, it fundamentally, goes back to like why? Yeah. Like, why do you hate your job? What is it? Like because normally what happens is we're feeling a bit uneasy with ourselves. We take that into work. We're then not enjoying our job. We're not getting any fulfillment out of the job. Mm. But that's then down to you. Why aren't you getting fulfillment out of your job? Like if it's suddenly gone downhill, and if you've hated your job since day one, that's a different story. Mm. But if you used to enjoy it, what's changed? And normally it's your attitude, mm. your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Like that's they're not now in alignment, which is why you're feeling a bit uneasy. So they're asking yourself, what's changed? Because normally it's you. Do you? Because that's so. In, there's so many things there, and it's really layered what we spoke about. And everything is situational. Every person's completely uniquely different. Do you feel you could go and? into a job that provides sort of not much passion not much worth in it could you with the mental health state that you've got now 
find happiness within it and just go and do your best with whatever position you've got. Again, situational. So yeah. if I needed to, so if I had to, yeah. 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 But out of choice, no. Mm. So it goes back to um, Viktor Frankl at Auschwitz. So again, The Man's Search for Meaning, the, the, the book. So if you look at that, and again, haven't visit, visited Auschwitz, like the most awful place, the most amazing slash awful place I've ever visited in my entire yeah. life. You then look about it again the search for meaning so they were finding meaning in the mundane and doing that stuff and that's what was keeping them alive mm. so in that situation you got no choice you literally had, he had no choice like some of the jobs they had to do awful grim horrific but if you didn't then get excited about these things and get, get himself worked up however we did it I, I, you, you, you what, what was your alternative yeah so if i had if i had a, if i had no choice like i needed to i had no money i lost absolutely everything i needed to go and work the one is I would find a way to do it. Mm. Again, I'd internally have a conversation with myself. I'd remind myself of the reason why I'm doing this, et cetera, et cetera. And again, look at the bigger, try and find the, the, the happiness in all of it. But I'm not going to lie. If I should have to go and do something right and I didn't want to do it, then no. Yeah. Like, it's got, I, mean, I, I couldn't do it. Like, and that, that's the thing for me. It's like, I, I, I now got to the stage where I don't want to put myself in those situations mm. because it would mentally drain me so much. But if I had no choice and the choice was rather do it or you basically become nothing, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I don't have that choice, thankfully. That was a... Uh one of the biggest discoveries for me on realizing how unique and different everyone was was my other best friend not as good a best friend as you <laughs> mate is my second best friend <laughs> i hope you hear this <laughs> um but he really could just plow away at a job and not really need meaning and passion spark within it and he genuinely was content he was peaceful and just mm-hmm. enjoyed it and I could not comprehend it. I couldn't compute it because I was like, this is just burning me every day, though. I need to feel satisfied when I leave. And he didn't. And that was where I sort of really understood, oh, people are just different. And that's mm. cool. And I kind of judged him for that before. And that stopped me judging. I was like, oh, just really know what you are about, who you are, what you need to find that fulfillment and go and do that. And it changed my direction. Mm. But I let him on his path completely and believed in his just contentment yeah, but again there's nothing wrong with that like some people look yeah. for those kind of jobs and, and the thing for me is as well it's like what brings you contentment doesn't bring someone else contentment yeah, yeah. so for him to actually just have a job and be doing something he's keeping busy he may absolutely love that L- so love like when the pe- friendships yeah, absolutely. Like, like, and... like people that just like paint paint yeah. like, like literally like paint decorate yeah. can't think of anything worse like I hate painting decorating but people love it Again, coming to clean, I can't think of anything worse than cleaning. Cannot yeah. stand it. But people love it yeah. because they're really present. They get to move. They're active. It's just how you look at it. Yeah. And I don't look at it in the same way. I don't get enjoyment and fulfillment out of it. But if they do, amazing. That's the thing. And that's why, again, we are all different. Yeah. Um, that, that's the thing for me. Like, if I had to go back and do something that I didn't want to do, like, again, going back to, to, to being a maintenance man, cool, I could do it. So I, the- I could do it now with my mindset. And I could get be present because again, understanding I have to really practice yeah. being in the moment, all that sort of stuff. But deep down, I wouldn't be getting the fulfillment that I know I need. That thing you're yeah, doing but too. I wouldn't get the deep down fulfillment yeah. and uh, of what I need. Mm-hmm. But I can make it work. I could do it. I, I just wouldn't be fully happy. Now, there was two, two for me really interesting things in that, and I always find jobs being it's where people spend most of the day. Absolutely. Really, so they need to have an enjoyment within it whatever that is for them yeah. uh, whatever that is for them and there's two things there like not labeling it oh, i'm just a cleaner i'm yep. just a this and respecting if you enjoy that own it mm. enjoy it and be it but also having that reflectiveness of is this me is mm. this my calling and passion and there's two things there that completely different avenues and different things to think about mm. what could whoever's listening to this find something within it because really calling and passions again like 
and this is the thing we and this is sometimes where you get those people are on this journey where they're kind of forcing people to have this journey and passion some people aren't interested and that's okay for that that's, that's absolutely okay like for them that their their whole thing might be just going home after they've earned a decent um an, an honest book like and, you say, and providing and, and, and providing yeah and th- that's that's them and their, their their whole fulfillment and purpose actually isn't got anything to do with work work yeah. is just a means to an end for them to get some money actually is at home their home life whether mm-hmm. actually a good father or a good mother uh doing whatever it is or a good partner that for them or actually they they go and give back and do charity work whatever yeah. it is like that or it could be even religion for them whatever it is like that's their thing work is just a means to an end because you've got to have some money to actually pay the bills yeah. and they don't need any more than that so i think that's also sometimes to look at it and just be like just because what we're thinking oh you've got to have a passion and it's like purpose and it's like some people don't want that yeah. f- out of work. They, that, that's not it. But for me, it kind of is. Like I feel, for me, I now know what my, my, my purpose is. And it's, again, and what I'm good at and what my, my skills is communication. Like actually getting up and speaking in front of people. Like again, podcasting is, is, is something I think I'm good at. But I'm able to c- communicate and get passion and energy across to people. Yeah. So cool. I'm not going to leverage that because I now figured that out. It's taken me a long time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to try. I think now people try and force it. You hear people, oh, you've got what's your purpose. You've got to find your purpose. You've got to find your purpose. I'm like, yeah. What, you don't have to find anything if you're happy and genuinely content yeah even if towards it looks like yeah but you're struggling who are we to say that people are struggling mm. do you mean if, if they're genuinely happy and content and they go home and they're, they're living their life and they want to be ignorant to any sort of spiritual and yeah. if that, that is your business that is who, who are we to wake people up that are very happy mm. supposedly sleeping yeah, but yeah really who's to say that we're the ones that I, aren't. I definitely don't, don't judge that, yeah. at all. Yeah. And, but that's the thing, well, it's, it's, it's easy to do, isn't it? Like, it, yeah. unless you can try and like, well, why aren't you waking up? What, like, can you not see what's, and like, yeah, but I just want to crack on my life. I'm, mm. I'm happy and content. Cool. Mate, 100%. Uh, another one? Yes, yeah, go another one. I, re- yeah. I enjoyed that. I think it's an important conversation to have and probably one we've not ever No, never had. spoke about jobs. And again, these, these, these um, questions are kind of taking us down a path that we probably wouldn't have gone down. Mate, let's go for it. That one came out first, so that's the one we're having. Okay. Oh, this will be interesting. Mm. Um, if you could bankrupt one person mm-hmm. or company, mm-hmm. who would it be? It'd be a bit mean if you bankrupt it in a person, mm. but oh no, that's where uh, or company. Mm. Your political a, truth. Yeah, comes out I was going to yeah, say politics is there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a big. Um, it's hard, but like I said, I don't, I don't, like I said, the podcast isn't about politics. So I don't. I'm trying not to go down the political route because, like I said, I think that there's a whole thing to be to be said about that. Um, but I think there's a there's something to be said about mainstream media mm-hmm. and social media. Yeah, and I think there is something there. That needs, they need to kind of be defunded and reset up again. I think they've got, for example, Facebook, and again, that now owns Instagram and all these other things. They got so powerful so quickly mm-hmm. that they weren't properly regulated. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. That's a big problem. They've got so much money and power and influence mm. that they've been able to get away with a lot for so long. And if we now look at the impact the social media is having on people, it's mm. kind of very unregulated and past the point of no return. And for me, I don't see there being a problem with social media. But if you've ever seen the movie Ready Player, Ready Player One, yeah. the basic premise for people who haven't seen the movie is it's basically uh, it's basically the metaverse. It's, it's a Steven Spielberg movie, but it's all two computer games. It's one of my favorite movies. It's incredible. Go and watch it. It's brilliant. Um, the premise of it is that basically this guy's created a virtual thing like the metaverse where basically you create an avatar and you live your life and what's actually happened is this company has now got it and they're basically enslaving people mm. so basically if you own, if you owe money in the game you owe money in real life which so is kind of the direction yeah, e- exactly going. exactly <laughs> uh, and basically the whole um uh, premise of this movie and, and the reason why i like it is um that at the end of it like good always wins blah 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 and then they agree that this thing's actually really healthy 
when it's done properly. Yeah. But there is like a cutoff and one day a week it gets shut off mm. and no one can use it and no one can access it. Mm. So actually you've got to be present and live in the real world because that's what people weren't doing. They were all living on this game and spending all their real money on this game and they were living in absolute poverty. But in the game, they were like millionaires. Yeah. But it's like, actually, then when these people take over at the end, they basically say, no, actually, once a week, it gets completely shut off and you've got to go into the real world. So for me, when it comes to social media, has to, for me, there should be something like that. Like, mm. it's got too powerful. So if I could bankrupt anyone or anything, it would be the social media companies and then the media things. That. Yeah, like, again, the Restart news... Restart it, yeah. reboot it with the knowledge that we've got now. Yeah, and again, same, and same, same with that mind frame. And, and same with the news as well, because they're not saying news anymore. It's yeah. not like in the 50s and 60s where they actually reported the news. They're reporting opinions. Because a lot of the, the rules and regulations within social media are quite subjective from the people that own it and are a part exactly, of it. Exactly, yeah. And then whatever way they lean politically is going to set up that system. Yeah. So I would love to restart that and just be as neutral as possible because it's for every all the masses and everybody. And I suppose the algorithms now have hit a certain facing political system yep and that's the thing is, is algorithms all this sort of stuff there's got to be an easier better way of doing it yeah where you're because again it, there's I such good in it, it it's an incomprehensible sheer amount of people that i don't think the creators knew what they're getting in for agreed so it's not necessarily all their fault in a way but it is their responsibility it's their responsibility but i think it was and when a, they're now targeting stuff towards kids yeah that's then the issue like you look at tiktok it's, it's aimed towards young kids yeah and it's like, so I was talking with these top directors earlier on today. I think TikTok's a different world. It's a different world, but, it's, 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 but again, it's still based off. It, 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 that couldn't have happened if Facebook and Instagram hadn't been so popular. Yeah. If that hadn't been so popular, then this wouldn't have been created. So again, I'm using social media as a whole. So I'm not just saying uh, the meta or whatever it is. Like, I'm not just saying Facebook and Instagram. I'm talking about the whole social media construct it needs mm. to kind of go and be, if you could bankrupt it, that would be it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Because it's like, now the whole thing is, again, it's to do with making money and keeping eyes on the screen and advertising. But you look at some of the kids nowadays, and again, talking to these directors, I'm basically saying that, again, there's four of us there, again, successful people, talking about how, how sometimes we even struggle with screen time. Mm. And if you're, you're feeling a certain way, if, you, if you're kind of a bit negative in your own head, you go on social media and what happens is you then validate how negative you're feeling. Yeah. And that's us. I'm like, but now imagine these kids that have grown yeah. up. So we grew up without social media and it's now integrated into our life. Imagine these kids, that's all they've known. And they're unconscious. Un completely unconscious. Yeah. And the people behind it know exactly what they're doing oh, to dude. actually get into their brains. Well, as, as well as Ready Player One, what about, is it the social dilemma yeah again oh. yeah exactly if if the creators aren't letting their kids use it you know there's something wrong yeah. about that whole don't get, don't get high your, don't, get high your, don't get high in your own supply yeah like, like drug dealers that do mean they don't they don't touch the drugs so going into schools working with young people and the clients that you work with do you have boundaries that you put across to them to talk about social media and how you believe it to be so when i talk about when i go into schools and talk to kids i basically talk about how social media is a lie because a lot of the kids don't realize it's a lie. So I basically say to them, like, I can post anything on social media right now, anything. And people could potentially believe it. So the example I use is a girl called Natalia Taylor, who's a supermodel. Oh, yeah. So basically she um, went in Bali, so she posted this stuff on Instagram. And so I sh showed the post, there's two posts, it's got 30,000 likes, and it says Bali, Indonesia. And I'm like, right, so where's Bali? And they say, oh, yes, okay, in Indonesia, of course, really nice, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, she's actually in Ikea. Mm, yeah. So on the photos, it's got the label. Seen that photo. Yeah. yeah. And then you swap it to the next thing, and basically the next thing is like how she did it deliberately to basically tell people not to believe what they see on social, social media. Social experiment. Exactly. And then again, I was talking to the directors earlier on. They knew someone that basically would buy all these designer clothes, like you're talking about thousands of pounds, try it all on, 
get photos and all of it and then send it all back. It's hilarious. But that's what people, that's the length people go to. The whole thing is just a lie. So it's yeah. asking and questioning what's actually been put in front of us and just asking yourself, like, why, what is your purpose for being on social media? Because mm. again, the word social media, social, there's nothing social about us sat there scrolling by ourselves. That's yep. not, that's the, as far away from social as possible. Now, if it's to connect with people like Facebook used to be, mm-hmm. that was really cool. And, and Facebook, can be. Exactly. Facebook, and again, even like MySpace back in the day, yeah. that was social. You were actually connecting with people on a social level. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's not social. We're sat there and we're just addicted to scrolling. Exactly. You're just sat there scrolling, trying to get this dopamine hit. Yeah. And just constantly, it's like a drug. We're trying to get more and more and more. So basically, just warn the kids. It's like, if you're going to be scrolling, at least try and make it positive. Clear out your your, your, your feed. That's get rid of any sort of negativity. Yeah. So you just look at positive about, things. Um, muting and stuff yep, before yep. and I, I, that really helps yeah i had a big purge the other day and it was really good for I, me i'm you and i also unfollow people yeah so people are posting negativity and unfollow. people i like yeah. in, in honesty it's yeah. people i really do think are good people but i just can't see what they're putting all the time because yeah. it bring it doesn't bring me any joy yeah. it's a uh, always materialism mm-hmm. and showboating and so on and yeah. i just go you're great i could talk to you in person i can't see any of what yeah. you're putting on it but then, but then what you're doing is if you are scrolling at least it's something positive. So for me, yeah. I either want to be entertained and laugh. So I've got quite yeah. a few comedy accounts on there. Yeah, same. Or want to be educated same. and informed. <laughs> so if I'm there scrolling, at least it's, uh, at least I'm there and I'm actually learning something. Yeah. Or it's making me think, or I'm laughing. Yeah. So at least it's it's, it's adding to my life rather than comparison, comparison, comparison. You create your comparison. own algorithm than just being force fed. An Exa- and that's exactly it. Yeah. And again, I notice some of the sponsorships that pop up every now and again. And again, I'm always questioning like why why have I, why have I had these sponsor things pop mm. up again? Just because again. The, 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 that was a bit of a social experiment a comedian did and everyone was talking about this algorithm as a really terrible, bad thing. But all he did for a month was look up puppies and that's all he was being shown. So he said, well, I created this algorithm and I was being advertised puppies and nice things all the time. But that's what I created that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's our Ari Shafir, actually. It was a good podcast mm-hmm. he did on that. But it's very true. When you're seeing destruction and death and carnage and material and all that, just have a concept, have a conscious think about who are you following yeah. and what are you liking. Yeah, that's all it yeah, is. Yeah, and what yeah. adverts are you looking at? What yeah. products are you looking at? Because that's all it does. Then that's if you go into Amazon and look at something or search something in, yeah. notice how it would then link onto your. So you'd be like, oh, uh, I want to look at hot tubs. So you just find this hot tubs on, on Google or wherever it is, and then you go on Instagram, and then you see a hot tub advertisement. Yeah. So just being aware, if you're seeing these negative advertisements or something like that, just or it's something really bizarre, just ask yourself about what I'm actually liking. Because mm. sometimes we're not conscious of what we're liking and what we're double tapping on. It does make me a little bit nervous when I say something into somebody and then I look at my phone and it's got it in front of me I'm like oh what's it listening yeah, to there that's a bit weird but that's the thing I think <laughs> that, but this is the worrying thing again when it comes to the, the, the media platforms and stuff there's no transparency yeah meaning they'll say well you c- click agree to the terms and conditions mm. the terms and conditions are like 85 pages yeah. in small print so for me there needs to be more transparency there like you need to kind of really highlight what this is yeah what, what you're actually saying because you're not doing that so yes I may have agreed by clicking on it that I agree to you listening to my voice and tracking everything I say yeah. but you didn't really give me that much of a choice because I was never going to read 81 pages of really small print stuff so yes I have technically agreed to it but I haven't really yeah. so it's just like is that really consensual and the answer is no so do you mean that's where you got to look at it like that and people's like yeah yeah but I'm just like for me there needs to be like a cut off point somewhere between like 
what they can and can't do. So for me, they've, they've got way beyond their sort of power. Mm-hmm. And again, when it comes to the whole AI conversation, it's the same thing as well. Like that's got the potential to be super, super destructive. Mm-hmm. It can be used for the positive. It can be super, super destructive. But the minute there's no rules and regulations on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I see the positive in it, but there's a lot of people out there that are evil people. Yeah. So for me, when I say good and evil, for me, evil has just got really negative thought patterns. That's all it is. Like yeah. it's just a pattern of thought. And again, it's very self-indulgent. They're looking after themselves and don't care about other people and trying to make money. And for me, that's then dangerous for us moving forward of well, where's that going to end up? Mm. If you can bring self-awareness to it and plug out, you take away their power. That's all it is. Bring mm. self-awareness. When you're scrolling, when you're doing any that sort of stuff, just take yourself out of yeah. it, take your emotion out of it. And again, make sure that if you sat there and you are scrolling, rather than beating yourself up, just ask yourself, what am I missing? Mm. In my life, what am I missing right now that I've needed to try and get a fix on this yeah and my last piece of advice on this uh for myself what i've implemented is the posting ghost yeah i I put it up and i'm gone and i really am that and some people have had a bit of a go at me before because i've not got back to messages i've not liked their stuff i'm like i'm really sorry but this is what i need for my life and I hope you're not going to judge me on that. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. The, right. the cheeky old posting goes. Yeah, mate, that, mate we've, been, uh, we've smashed this out. We have 45 minutes we have for now, mate. Oh, do you one more? Or? Let's go one more. Go on then. Well, yeah, yeah, let's go, mate, let's go one more. Let's go I'm one more. Mate, yeah, yeah, let's go one more. I'm make it, mate, we'll make, more it, we'll make it a quick one. Okay, quick one. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Ooh, okay. Oh, interesting. If you could try out a job for a day just to see if you like it, which job would you choose? Oh, mate. Good question as well. Do you know, right, do you know what? Really, really interesting. And it's bizarre you said this. I thought about this on the car drive to the school this morning. TV presenter. Really? Yeah. And in what premise? Why? Why? I want, I, again, it's only thing, I probably think it's something better, but I'll be put on the spot. It's only because I thought to myself, like, how would I be in front of TV cameras? Like a live TV show? Like a broadcasting stuff? Because I said my original thing that I wanted to do um, before I set a podcast up, I basically pitched this to Lots TV doing a podcast yeah. basically saying like just get me in like a, uh, an interview style thing like you um like some of the american chat show hosts yeah cool like I basically, Jimmy Kimmel I, or, yeah yeah yeah, yeah i basically yeah. pitched them like that like listen get some really interesting people from nottingham and i basically interview them and like a podcast keep it tailored to mental health or would you go down any other path as well i think i think for me like a, a mental health mindset yeah. M- mindset high performance stuff like that that is what i want to talk about um but actually very interesting i thought to myself like where i'm going in my life if my thought pattern was where I'm going with my life at some point that's going to be an option mm. and I was just like well how to handle that so the reason I'm saying would I like, that would be it just to see actually if I like it or not I like so, it. that, that, that's choice. it there's no there's no nothing else because for me it's like what else would I really want to do uh, for me I was gonna say it would yours. be a, a, a food critic Mm. definitely I love food oh, mate, I'm, I'm so I'm, passionate about mate. it and if I could go to some Michelin star restaurants and just talk about food for the whole time of being there I'll, I'll, that'd be me do you know what you need to do you need to um, start doing vlogs you need to start going to some normal restaurants yeah and vlogging about it afterwards I you got a camera well I, I semi do that um, but just pictures yeah. I've got I don't know cause you know I've got so many Instagram oh, pages mate. I've got one called uh, Food to Never mate, Forget mate, I, I do videos I do video. yeah video. I'll add some videos yeah. of it I'll add videos maybe get, get yourself a YouTube it, channel but that, that, just, uh, I must say it is the real beauty isn't it of social media mm, as well yeah. uh, it, it's a beautiful timeline and mm. you know technology now is great pretty much in that question anybody can do any job they want to do yeah. yeah you're not maybe getting paid for it but it's just for you. But isn't that interesting? You're not getting paid for it. Because you could do that. Into, you kind of are doing what you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, with TV. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's the thing for me where it's... And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've created it myself. So yeah. it wasn't there. So I've created it myself. Yeah. And like I said, for me, I'd like to think there's no difference between this and... But again, it's like with the radio. So 
I'm used to talking in front of a microphone. The radio is very natural for me. Yeah. The difference is it's live. So the only difference between this is that it, this is not live. But if it was, that's the only real difference between this and TV. Yeah. But it's just, again, the difference between millions of people seeing it versus thousands. Yeah. Like, that's the difference. But for me, it's like, you're right. Like, And this is where it's interesting when people want to have this job, but they expect to get paid for it straight away. Mm. So I remember when I was modeling, I did maybe 20 or 30 photo shoots for free. Yeah. And the reason I didn't for free was to get myself better, get myself comfortable in front of a camera and it gave me portfolio pictures. Mm. So then when it came to the big boys, I actually had, well, here's all the photos, here's all the stuff I can do. Oh, wait, cool, we'll pay you to do this. Mm. Whereas people want things instantly and they want to get paid for Mate, it now. I, I so that's not how it works. I don't that's know what it is, but there's something in the water nowadays of this sort of entitlement, um, entitlement, yeah. self-entitlement, I was going to say, because I'm, I employ facilitators and people on and you get some young people that are still in uni and they're asking for ridiculous rates. And I'm like, I grafted. I, I went and did free stuff mm. all over the place and you want £150 an hour already for mm. the, 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 do you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, like, but, but, but now if they come back to you and say, well, actually, this is my resource. This is what I can offer you. Then, yeah. Okay, cool. But if you haven't, if you can't That's prove, if you can't prove, so why am I paying you this money? Yeah. Like, And this is what I say, again, when I talk to coaches and stuff, it comes to personal training. What, what am I paying you for? Yeah. You need can you get me results? Can you actually get me results? Can you say, can you can you do what you say you can do? Because you're paying, 100, oh yeah, I can come and do this. Okay, well, prove that you can do it. Say somebody wanted to come and help with a film shoot and I was like, what's your rate? And it was double mine. Yeah. I was like, but you see, again, you're still in uni. It's, it's cool and you're probably really good at what you do, but you can't showcase that. You, pro- you had one film that you did yeah. and it was something you did part a of your assignment project, yeah. as a project. But I don't know what you like working in the real world with real people yeah. and how you have a conversation yeah. and what you're going to make us look like. Yeah. So the, the, it really does. You, I think it's such a an undervalued trait and characteristic mm-hmm. of graft and discipline. Graft, you've got to learn yeah. it, learn your skills. Because yeah. then actually when you do come out and it's like, well, why are you charging so much money? Because that's what you say when I was personal training, I wasn't the cheapest. Yeah. And people say, well, why, why, why are you charging so much money? Because I'll get your results. Yeah. Here's all my results. Do you want to speak to some of my past clients? Like pick yep. a client, and I'll give you the details. Do you like that? I, I can I can back up what I'm saying. Got you, you pay yourself, me this, you pay me this, and this is the result you're gonna get. Yeah. And that's the thing. Obviously, it takes time to do that, but you've got to have the confidence to do it as well. So I think again, doing stuff for free I think is really undervalued, or doing it again at least a cheaper price. Like you've got to cover costs of petrol and stuff, and if you genuinely need the money. But again, side hustles. Like if you genuinely are trying to build it up, get a real honest job. Yeah. So again, if I needed to, I would do that. If I had to start again, I would get a real honest job work a nine to five and then afterwards be doing stuff for free to build up a portfolio or whatever it is I needed to do. Mm. That's what I would do. I'll I tell you what, mate, when we do these episodes, yeah, there's a lot to choose from if yeah. you want to take anything away. Mm. I hope people do. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they will do. Mikey, <laughs> people can find more information about you where they're going to go. Rhythmical Mike at the Old Farm Bus. And again, don't forget to give me a follow on Instagram, Daniel underscore James underscore coaching. And again, as always, if you take any value from today's episode, don't forget to like and share with a friend. I'll see you guys on Thursday for Thursday Thoughts. 